You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 The correct Jordan Harris Stadium time is 8.49 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Harbored by your friendly folks at collegeandmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Drew Crozen, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. You'll find me, though, at Son of Crow on Venmo. Joining me through the magic of the internet in a dimly lit room, a man coming off of his second case of the coronavirus. Uh, First confirmed. First confirmed. Fully vaccinated Ryan Starrett. (laughs) Fully vaccinated, fully antibody. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Got it done before football season, unlike uh, the S stands for know, some other people. Severely unlucky. <laughs> uh, and Chief is not here. I do just want to say I found no, out. No, Chief's not here week. yet. Oh, Maybe yeah, he'll ahead. join us later. Now, I was going to say, I did find out this week that I, I officially have no sympathy for any basketball player that struggles to shoot 50% from the free throw line. I haven't played a competitive basketball game in probably a decade. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't play in like a league or anything over the age of eight, but uh, the parents have a basketball goal. So took some COVID time during quarantine to uh, just shoot the basketball a little bit. I found out even I can hit five out of 10 pretty consistently. Yeah, that's uh, the, the big difference is not, anything, but again, I'm, I don't have a scholar. I don't have a right. scholarship to play basketball. I haven't played a competitive game. The biggest difference is the uh, so is nobody is watching you versus people are watching you. That's the that's the major difference. But if I can go in cold and hit five, I would expect them to be able to do five or six. At least. No, this is like the um, anyway. That was the just something I learned this week. It was the white mamba the basketball player whose name I can't remember, who's from New Hampshire University. What'd you say? Is it Yeah, Brian Scalabrini. Scalabrini. And Scalabrini got challenged on like Twitter to pick up basketball game at the YMCA. And he'd been retired for a full year, maybe even two years. And he just go. Who are these like? Yes. Like a guy who plays on on a a local varsity high school team. And Brian Scalabrini goes in there and just absolutely destroys this kid. Like, first to 11, the kid scores zero. It was 11 nothing. Okay. And <laughs> at the end of the of the thing, Scalabrini tells the guy, he was like, look, here's the deal. I'm not the best player in the NBA. I hardly played. I was the 11th guy on the bench for a lot of teams. But I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there is a major difference between who can do the game when the lights are on and like 
let's say, stretch Akimbola, a guy who didn't get a lot of minutes, is closer to LeBron than I am in skill level to stretch Akimbola. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's um, all. I as we that. always start the show, we're going to start the show with uh, with soccer. So this is a soccer podcast. Chief not on the call yet, but we will uh, we'll talk a little Everton and, and Dortmund probably next, when he gets on. Uh, soccer, yeah, Auburn soccer beat Stanford. Sure. Actually, Auburn soccer is two and zero with two straight two one wins over teams with blue in their as the primary color in their uh, uniforms. Yeah, it, at this point, uh, Auburn Athletics are on well, pace to go nice. undefeated this year. So I think that'll the one hundred percent vaccinated little. Auburn soccer defeated Samford two one, um, and that's both of them. I believe no, they were not both come from behind wins, but the Samford win was a come from behind win. Samford scored, yeah, yeah thirty three minutes in. right off the bat. Uh, yeah, and so I'm sure that had them a little worried, but uh, Alyssa Melanson had a goal at the end of the first half, and had it came in yeah. in the second half. Um, they look pretty good. I mean, Sanford's not a slouch of a program at all. So that, that was a good season opening. Anna Haddock, who is days. tearing the world up right now. Um, SC yeah, Player uh, of the Soccer Team of the Week. That means that Top Door, so Top Door Soccer, um, we talked about this last week, is the, is the premier soccer rankings website for college women's soccer and college men's soccer, too. Um, because it it really ranks like, it ranks like every player in the United States, and then every week it does a team like these are the best eleven in the country this week. And Anna Haddock is on that team this week. Um, yeah, she had three goals in the first two games. Yeah, not not just a game winner against Sanford, and yeah, the two both of and two well. game winners. She had the game winner against BYU and the game winner against Sanford. Yeah. Yeah, that header oh, yeah. against that BYU was top too. shelf. Gorgeous. That is uh, also called a brace, Ryan. When you have two goals in a game, it's a brace. She had a brace against BYU. Uh, hat trick is three. Quite a hat trick. And I think there's a word for four, but I can't remember what that one is either. But yeah, if you score four goals in a game, I think the term is just like dominated. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so she had a brace against BYU, and then. Yeah, the goal against the game winner against the Sanford Bulldogs. Um, so now Auburn undefeated, not only overall but undefeated in 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 state games, which is a good thing that they need to keep going um, the rest of the year. I'd hope because they got two got more, more exactly next week. They play Troy on Thursday, and they play South Alabama on Sunday, and those games are both on uh, ESPN Plus. The Troy game's a night game at 6.30. The South game is at 1. Both on the road. See, this is the only football team with the guts to go at South Alabama and at Troy. Harson, you'd never do it. <laughs> I have a friend who's a huge Ohio State fan. And they're opening the game with like Minnesota. Like a decent like conference game. And he said, who y'all got this week? And I I, we opening the year up with uh, with Akron. He goes, oh, in Auburn or in Akron? Like it's a joke because, like, <laughs> as if. 
Auburn would ever go play at Akron. No. So, uh, uh well, you, you joke, but I think Oklahoma. Okay, I was going to say because didn't and didn't Oklahoma State go to Troy famously a couple like in like oh six. I think they they even went to Troy. They lost to Demarcus Ware and Troy. Yeah, it was in the early oh, okay. when I was in college, and that was like the that was like the first game that Troy. I, I want to say Oklahoma State went to South Alabama a couple years ago, though. I guess that's a school that's not like their stadium is quote unquote only I think fifty or sixty, so it isn't like they're getting the the massive difference because the Troy Stadium is not probably much smaller than Oklahoma State's. Well, you know, before too long, Oklahoma State might be in the same conference. You're as not wrong, Alabama. man. You're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> So both um, Troy and South, according to my show notes, come have played in the same tournament against Nichols and Alabama A&M. And Tr- Troy is just – both teams won a lot. Um, Troy with a combined 4-0. No one scored on Troy. And then South scored 16 goals in that tournament. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, take it back. That's How many of, uh, games they play? Goals, but quarter bains. Two. They both played Nichols and Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. The SWAC is not. So they, I yeah. think they went eight, eight the SWAC to one is not a uh, not much of a women's sports conference and women's soccer, maybe preeminently. It's definitely Auburn will put some pretty uh, Germany versus Haiti scores on there. Uh, was it? I think it was. No, it was Saudi Arabia. Germany played Saudi Arabia in the World Cup. Like, my which World Cup that was? It was a couple of World Cups ago. And beat them like eight nothing. It's just like this, could, and it could have been twenty. Like it could have scored. What was it the was it Germany Did Brazil? Brazil was, was six, six to nothing, nothing game, like, nothing? or six to one. That is like the national tragedy of Brazil. Yeah, like they have a name for it in Portuguese, <laughs> and they'll refer to it as that by that name. And it's like this, like, like literally, when I have taught ESL to Brazilians, they will bring that up. Like yeah, that was that's a, the saddest that a sport has ever made them, and like the whole country was just embarrassed. Um, because it was in was Brazil, hosting that they had a, and they had and they had an unbelievable team. Yeah, and Germany just beat the snot out of them, and every single goal was the exact same. It was like a pass to the midfield, pass ahead, and it was just down the middle. Like it was, it was the Fred Tally of of uh, soccer attacks. Just run up the middle. No one stops him. Touchdown. Um, Auburn is now ranked 14th in the coaches poll in soccer and ranked 22nd in the top drawer soccer, which is – that's a big deal. Karen Hoppe has this thing rolling. Yeah. First time they're – first time they've been ranked in both polls in three years. Uh, It was the first first time they beat a top 15 team in four years when they beat Florida back in 2017. So. That was a huge, huge game. Um, and now they got a chance. They've got a chance the next two weeks to kind of get some momentum going. Uh, they should should be able to win some games here. Uh, Troy and USA this week. And then I think they play UAB, Alabama A&M, and UT Chat over mm-hmm. the next two weeks. So I mean, they, they should roll through each of those. But then the, the end of non-con play, they've got number one mm-hmm. Florida State waiting on them. Uh, That'll be a tough one. I mean, 
uh, look at last year's schedule. Florida State only lost one match all year, and that was the championship game to Santa Clara, which was penalty yeah. kicks. So, which uh, I believe that's the game yeah, that I watched, the Santa Clara winning, National Championship. Yeah. If Auburn can win out up, up until that Florida State game, maybe they could be you know knocking on the door of mm-hmm. a top 10 ranking. And then uh, it, it is in Auburn, so hopefully we'll get a good crowd there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we beat their soccer team as our American football team begins to resemble more and more their football program over the last few years. Um, uh, one of our favorite Auburn soccer players of all time, one of our first favorites on this podcast, Brie Folds, a.k.a. Brie Foldinho, or Brie Foldinha, to be proper, uh, has signed with Real Betis, my favorite Mid mid table La Liga team, it's the one team that I have a I have a jersey of, and she signed with their women's team, based out of Seville, which is a beautiful town in Spain. She will enjoy it. You gotta get her. You know, now that I have that jersey, I probably should. I could take it to a place and get Briefold's name and number put on the back. People will be super confused. Like, what is who's who's Brie, who's Briefold's? Oh, it's a women's team player. This is a throwback jersey that I put her name and number in the back. Um, yeah, so I, I actually had kind of lost track of where she was prior to this, but it's exciting to see her in La Liga. The Spanish La Liga for women is actually a really good spot, so shout out to her. Um, and that's happening. Like More and more women's soccer is getting really big in Europe as the major clubs are um, – starting women's teams and they're starting women's teams because it's lucrative is that a response to the u.s women's national team just being so dominant i think what's happened is the u.s women's national team being so popular has made (laughs) teams overseas that have been men's clubs realize wait a minute we could actually put people in the stands to watch women's games um and so they've started women's clubs and, and also the level of play has gotten higher because of that. So these girls are at 14 and 15 years old playing in a club system and an academy system. So the U.S. women's team is dominant as they are. There's a case to be made that they are – this is the last generation of U.S. women who will have the advantage over the rest of the world that Title IX gave us. Title IX gave the United States a tremendous advantage over the rest of the planet – because these girls were given the best facilities and the best coaching that money could buy because the schools were required to give it to them. Whereas overseas, that didn't exist. Like nobody was required to give them a team, period. So the U.S. and women's sports, you look at our basketball team has won now seven straight gold medals. Seven straight gold medals in one sport is insane. Um, and a lot of that is just because we have the best players because they've had the best coaching and the best facilities and the best competition their whole lives. And as teams like Real Batiste, I know Juventus has a strong women's program who got a little bit of trouble for a extremely racist tweet that they put out <laughs> last week. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and they're like, not even borderline. This is 100%. How did they? This was racist 50 years this ago. This was racist 50 years ago. How did they – so if you don't know what we're talking about, Juventus women, the tweet's been deleted now <laughs> after it was up for like three and a half hours. 
they tweeted out a picture of one of their players wearing one of the cones, the shorty cones, not the tall cones, on her head and squinting her eyes like a person of Asian descent. And then had the emoji of a hand, an Asian person's face, and a hand. <laughs> it was the most horrifyingly racist. And, and no other context around No it, context right? at all. At just, all. There was, just because, oh, it's, we did this practice today. There was no context of having fun at practice, being super racist at practice. Like None of that was happening. It was just, this is the tweet we chose to just randomly send out into the world. <laughs> and it lasted for like three and a half hours. Before they were like someone, someone took it down, and then they put up the the classic like "We're sorry if anyone was offended," non-apology apology. Like we're not actually sorry. We're just sorry you got offended. <laughs> we're sorry this obviously incorrect thing we did was found out. Yeah, now it was that's the worst tweet of the week last week. Um, there's been plenty of bad tweets this week. Don't worry. <laughs> My wife is looking at the tweet right now. It's just, it's at, there is, there's no explanation. There's no explanation as to why a professional sports team would do this. Um, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's like they can't even say they were hacked because it doesn't even like, there's no, it is one of their players from practice doing this no yeah it's it's bizarre um all right let's move on to basketball so auburn got a weird commitment last week of a two-sport player who's four stars named trey donaldson who plays point guard and can also play a little safety on on football and i'm interested to see how that works because i don't know anyone who's played both ways since like I mean, you got the guy, what's his name? Julius Peppers did it at North Carolina before Ryan was born. Um, yep. And I think I saw that one other person in the last 40 or 50 years or whatever it was at Auburn had lettered in football and basketball. But he did the uh, played basketball after his football career was over. Right. And then the Charlie Ward or not a, is the one that right. the, the one that comes to mind, which Ryan, do you know the the answer to the trivia question about Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward is the answer. So Jeopardy, I would say. The question. The question is, who is the only Heisman Trophy winner to play in the NBA? And the answer is Charlie Ward. Yeah, didn't know that. I knew he was a two-sport guy. I didn't yeah, know he, he actually played in the NBA, though. He never played in the NFL. He only played in the NBA. He was yeah. a much better basketball player in terms of at the – next level talent than quarterback. He was like, Nick, for instance, Nick Marshall, very much a Charlie Ward type. This guy was not going to go be a quarterback in the NFL, but Charlie Ward had unbelievable game and could shoot from anywhere in the gym and went and played for a while in the NBA. So that maybe that's what this Don I've heard that Donaldson is more of a, uh, more of a basketball player. More of a basketball? Like, if you if he had to pick one, that's what he'd it pick? It sounds like he will be the next point guard after KD Johnson, who, you know, he's yeah. technically KD's, or not KD, um, Wendell Green. Wendell Green is going to be in his, quote-unquote, freshman year just because of, I was like, his COVID year last year. Uh, mm -hmm. 
So uh, there's no telling when he would be, I guess, called upon to be the starting point guard. My guess is that as long as he is a backup guard, he will still be able to play football. But I don't, I don't see how you can have a starting basketball player still playing football through November. So. Yeah, he'll he'd have to do the Bo Jackson thing and just be like, "Look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm leaving once basketball season starts." <laughs> like, um, yeah, and that'd be the, that'd be the thing. Like, if, if or would he? Would he tell Bruce, like, here's the deal. We both know the games before Christmas don't matter. Yeah. So I'll play football and I'll pick up with you guys at Christmas. Well, yeah. And then the other question is just where he stands on the depth chart with football. Because, if you know, by his junior year, if he still isn't in line to be a starter, maybe he just picks football or basketball full time at that point. Yeah. But there's no telling where a crew is going to So Charlie be. Ward, Ryan, is from Thomasville, Georgia. South Georgia. Yeah, and he was the first. He was the 26th pick in the NBA draft, the 94 draft by the Knicks. And he played. That's all I remember him as as a Nick. But he played apparently for the Rockets as well, and the, and the Spurs. Um, yeah, he played 10 years in the league for the Knicks, and then one year for the Spurs and one year for the Rockets. So that's that's a 12 year NBA career. That's a that's a success. Where did you get that out of the imagination? What'd you say? We'll get that out of Donaldson then. Twelve year NBA career. I mean, a twelve year NBA career, a Heisman Trophy, and the um, what's the Offensive Player of the Year award in football? O'Brien. Yeah, I and mean, he's an O'Brien uh, winner, yeah. and he made a total of $34 million to play in the NBA. Not half bad. Now, a lot of guys will make that this season with the way the NBA salaries have gotten, but in the the 90s, that was unbelievable money. Um, All right. The other thing, Auburn only has one more open scholarship. So is that open... So two, That's an open scholarship for 2022. Right, for next year. Yeah, we have two more open this year. Technically, nobody off this roster has to leave after this season. You assume some will. Uh, yeah, we have no seniors again. Isn't that right. right? So Jabari Smith, I mean, he'll probably be one and done in the NBA. Um, you have Zeb Jasper, who's a fifth-year guy right now, but could use his COVID year next year if he wanted to. Uh, with NIL, there, with NIL, I wonder if we will see – I think we're still going to see a ton of one-and-dones because people aren't making NBA money off NIL. No, I don't. But I think we'll see a lot more – I think we'll see a lot of lot less guys who are going to be like a Sharif and get drafted in the second. Uh, I think those types of guys might stick around. Like this might, this might entice guys who aren't surefire lottery picks to stay at school for another year. Yeah, that's definitely possible. But maybe not. I don't uh, know. I mean, like, Sharif's still probably going to make more money at in the NBA this year than he could at Auburn next year, even if he had an NIL. Yeah, and, and some but, of that just comes down to the kid, too, is someone like Sharif actually would have done fairly well with NIL, I think. He's, you know, knows how to market himself. Fairly yeah, popular but, guy. Yeah, a bazillion but, Instagram followers. Uh, and, you know, maybe the, the fourth-year senior who's, you know, has a chance to go play in Europe versus making 
a little bit on NIL at Auburn. Maybe still going to And then to be my own devil's advocate, like JT Thor, no one even knows what he sounds like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've never – I don't even know if I've ever heard him speak. But then he's putting up so I don't think know, Thor. Center highlights in summer league already. Right. And I don't know if Thor's going to – would have made a bunch of NIL money. That's what I'm trying to say. Like even, even though he – I think Thor might like a player play more drafted at his level in the G League than he will – or well, I guess he'll be on – he's got a full NBA deal, but – yeah, he's a full yeah. NBA deal. But still, I mean, I, my point was... We didn't, didn't talk about that. We should actually... Minutes on Auburn's roster, which is as crazy as that is. We should talk about that, in that Thor and Sharif both get drafted in the second. And if you had told me that one of those guys was getting a two-way deal, I would have been like, oh yeah, Thor's a classic two-way deal. Developmental, guy. yeah. Because you don't know... Yeah, you don't know what he is yet. He could go to the G League and put on 35 pounds... You Super young. He's barely, no one knows 18. What he is. he's barely 18. Whereas Reef, I was like, oh yeah, they'll they'll just put him on their bench and let him play with the big boy club the whole time. And he's the one who gets the two-way deal. I I wonder how much of that is just that the Hawks have so many right. point guards. I think that's what it is. The, the Hawks don't need him to play in Atlanta right now. I think he showed yeah. he probably could if they, they wanted him there. Um, yeah, I wonder. I, I, I almost wonder if he. Um, so he missed at least his last summer league game. Yeah, I think he only played contact the, tracing. I think he played two of the four games. Yeah, I think he missed two games due to like contact tracing for COVID. Well, and but what I, what I think the Hawks' plan with him is going to be is you know, their roster is pretty much full, maybe to the point that Jalen Johnson doesn't play in Atlanta right away. Right. So I think they want to pair those guys up in College Park, get them some experience playing together, um, and then either later in the season or next yeah. year, ever have them ready to go. No, yeah, it's a, that's an interesting. It's interesting because the Hawks have got like it isn't like they've got a guy who's about to come off their books at point guard either. They're young at point guard, and they have a ton of them. It was they just signed a backup. I forgot his, what his name is. Well, and that was the thought. A lot of Hawks fans were like, okay, we need a backup to Trey. But what people don't realize, a lot of times in the NBA, what doesn't happen is you don't sign your backup point guard that's exactly like your starter. Like in in football, a lot of times you'll want your backup quarterback to be stylistically very similar to your starter so you can run the same stuff. Like if you've got a dual threat quarterback as your starter, a lot of times you kind of want a guy with a little mobility as your backup. Whereas in the NBA and basketball, like you kind of want the opposite because it could be that you have a point guard who they are keyed in on and whatever they match up super well with him. Well, if they match up well with him, they're going to destroy your backup. So maybe you want a backup who does the other thing. Yeah. So they, uh, they signed DeLon right as their backup. Yeah. And so he's less of the, I have to have – he's a bigger dude. He's a bigger he's dude. less of the I've got to have five. the ball in my hand, high usage rate. I'm going to take a ton of shots. The offense flows through me. Like Trey Young and Sharif are both are both that same guy. 
And so that's what I was saying. Like, you don't necessarily, you don't really want Sharif to be your backup if your starters trade. Yeah, his usage rate last year was only 16%. Because if they're, so. if whatever team you're playing against is able to shut Trey Young down, they're going to shut Sharif down. So you want a backup who can come in and do right. something else, give you a different look. Um, okay, so that's, that's basketball. Let's go to a commercial. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back 27 minutes, 35 seconds into this app. Um, we didn't really talk about Zepp Jasper. I don't really know anything about Zepp Jasper other than he's a fifth-year senior. But he also technically could get a sixth year if he wanted to. So I'm, that he's – I mean, why wouldn't you get to use your sixth year, get your doctorate or whatever? <laughs> And get out of there, like transition into being a grad assistant. Yeah, Doctor Jasper. All right, um, let's get to what everyone's talking about, and that is the fact that Auburn is the Auburn football is embarrassing <laughs> to me. I haven't even started the season yet. We haven't even started the year yet, and every time I see a story about this team, I this is the least amount of excitement for an opening of a season that I've ever had around Auburn football. Like, legitimately cannot. Even last year? Oh, yeah, I was way more excited last year. I wasn't completely out on a number of our players last year before the season started. Um, yeah. I'm really bummed. Just really bummed. Um, Auburn is the... Unless the news gets reported, because at the moment, I guess they could test everyone tomorrow. And we are, I think, a full testing cycle since the last news. But at the last time we saw, Auburn was the worst team in the conference in terms of vaccination rate. And I didn't really care what... Um, your thoughts are on this. It's a competitive disadvantage at this point because from a completely cynical point of view, leaving the fact that everyone who's listening to this should go ahead right now and go be vaccinated because it is the best chance we have against this virus. Leaving that aside, when Alabama is almost 100% vaccinated and LSU is 100% vaccinated, and Georgia is 100% vaccinated. You are putting yourself Ole and Ole Miss, Ole Miss is 100% yeah. vaccinated. You are putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage, both recruiting and also maybe not getting to play all your best guys against that team. Because not only or maybe not being able to see your team practice. I know what you're saying. You're thinking right now. Well, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't. You're immune to the virus. Look, Ryan got the virus. Yeah. That's true. And I tested negative less than a week later. Ryan tested negative less than a week later. And once you get above the 85% vaccination, you don't have to test all the time. Right now, Auburn has to test more often than Alabama does. 
So there is a better chance that Alabama will have starters who have the virus, who never have to get tested, who are asymptomatic and can continue to practice and continue to go to games. Whereas Auburn, they will have to be tested over and over and over and over again, and they will miss games. And that will be Brian Harson's fault. That'll be his fault. And I don't know what you're thinking. He can't make him get get vaccinated. Well, neither could Nick Saban, yet there they are. Neither could Ed Horgeron, yet there they are. Neither could Lane Kiffin or Kirby Smart, yet there they are. So it is on him. It's 100% on him. Yeah, I mean, you can say, oh, it's you know every person's responsibility to get vaccinated. And you know these, these players are adults. They should be able to make decisions for themselves. And my response to that is, we aren't seeing this at other schools in the SEC. That's the thing. It's a failure of leadership at that point. This isn't a common problem. This is a one. This is a, seems to be a one school problem in this conference, and it's a school that's not. We're not. We're not talking about a team that's got it made in the shade. We're talking about a team whose offensive line needs practice and yet hasn't taken any reps as a unit this whole off season because they can't all be on the field at the same time. That's a problem with that offensive line. It wasn't like our offensive line is just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Plug anybody in there. They're going to be gangbusters. No, they're a huge liability. And uh, they haven't had gotten a chance to practice together. And we play a football game next weekend. In 10 days by the time you're listening to this. And that's not great. I don't care what level you're playing at. Thank God it's Akron. I mean, imagine if we were playing Oregon or Washington leading this year off with an offensive line that has not practiced together. With a, we don't know right now what the numbers are of guys who are currently unable to practice. We don't know. And uh, yeah, that's a drag. It's a huge drag. It's a embarrassment. Um, and here's the here's the major thing. It's an embarrassment that the premier state research university in the state, the school that has a nursing department, a nursing school. The school that is the science school in the state cannot get its team vaccinated. That's a joke. And it's a it's a failure of leadership. If if it was great, let's say it was great, and all of a sudden Bo Nix was failing one of his classes and he couldn't play. People would be really mad at Bo Nix, but they'd also be super mad at Brian Harson, and they should be. Well, so because was, he's the head football coach. If Bo Nix was, and again, just picking a name out there, was failing classes and couldn't play, that's on Bo. If half of your roster is failing, can't that's play, true. That's on the coaching staff. Yeah, if all of a sudden it came out that half the roster was just skipping class and going to Tumor's Corner and drinking lemonade all day, that would be on the coach. Especially if, like, yeah, if you have a guy in the in the room who for all intents and purposes is yelling at them to go to class and his voice is not being elevated, but instead is being silenced. Then yeah, it would super be on the coach. <laughs> so that's where we, that's actually where we are. We're at a group of a bunch of dudes on the team. Failing class is the best analogy. And we're supposed to believe it's their fault and not the leadership of this team's fault. Not the leadership of the athletic department's fault. Not the leadership of the university's fault. 
Meanwhile, LSU, a school that will give you a that will waive your out-of-state scholarship if you can walk and chew gum at the same time, is requiring vaccines for all of its fans over 12. They are taking a leadership role in the conference on that. Not Auburn. We're going to sit in the back of the bus. Ohio State, a team whose fans are not considered to be a team who has basically NFL fans as fans. In a Noted lot of intellectuals, Ohio State. They are requiring vaccinations or negative tests for all fans over the age of 12. Not Auburn. And I, and I don't know how much of it is they can't do it because of state regulations prohibit them from requiring stuff. Because you would imagine at this point, Saban would have been like, yeah, we're doing it too. Um, I don't know how much of it's that. I think I, it, it's, I think it's going to end up coming from the conference. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think at some point Greg Sankey's going to be like, "Well, that's us. The whole conference, SEC games have to be played by vaccinated players." Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm jumping in. Sorry, I couldn't find in. a good place to jump in there. I, I, I'm not sure. So I don't I don't think he'll be able to do that because he can't tell schools to violate like. He can't tell Auburn to require it if Auburn can't require it because of some well, uh, ill-advised well, okay. state he can, law that's been passed. He can I knew a guy who played support of the SEC. I knew a guy who played basketball for a non-SEC team, and then he transferred to Auburn and wasn't allowed to play because he only had one kidney. And the SEC doesn't allow or at the time, didn't allow players with one kidney to play SEC basketball. And strange. But he could play. He literally played Division One basketball at another school because yeah. their conference was chill with it. To me, that's a similar situation where, like, uh, this, you would think, uh, look, the conference has health rules that have to be, have to be uh, abided by. Right. I, just, I don't. Now, fans, you might be right. They might the conference might not be able to say all the fans have to play, have to be vaccinated, but the conference might be able to say players can. Well, I mean, just I, the, I the law the law though the law is pretty specific in that you the a, a state institution can't require vaccination. Not, so I'm I'm thinking of the fans here. It doesn't have to be Auburn requiring fans. The SEC can say we're not playing a game in the state of Alabama if. The fans at that game are not back. See, see what my my frustration is is why is the SEC leaving mm-hmm. it this late? It's ten days, right. and they still exactly. they still not they've still not like come up with any rules on yeah. forfeitures. Like I, I I actually think that it the the failure here goes beyond Auburn as well because like what what is the SEC is just leaking stuff well, out to try to scare schools. Like, just, just come out and news. say something. Like, don't. The University of Mississippi are considering a resolution calling for all students, faculty, and staff to be vaccinated for COVID nineteen this fall. Well, that's that's Ole Miss. I think they yeah. I think they know what's going on at that other school. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean, Ryan's favorite school. So Ole Miss might be. It's Ole Miss. And how long does that take? How long does it take for, let's say the SEC, Greg Sankey says, oh, yeah, you can't have fans in the stands. 
because I can't require yeah, they, them to be they, vaccinated, like, but I can say there cannot be fans in your in your games. So I, I actually think that's what's going on at LSU. I, I, I think the state has put pressure and been like, well, you can do this or we'll just say you can't have fans. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's what's what's happened there. Um, and we're, we're not going to get that kind of pressure here. This week. Last week, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's. I wonder. I wonder if the conference puts that pressure on because the conference can deny tickets because the tickets because the conference has rules about tickets. So like, you can't bring an umbrella into a into a game. That's not an Auburn rule. It's an SEC rule. Right. Right, but that that doesn't uh, <laughs> that doesn't violate a or go against any local ordinances. There's no ordinance that says that you can't bring it. Like you right. have to bring one in or whatever. Uh, I you know I. I just it's really annoying that the SEC hasn't like they should have done this a month ago. Mm-hmm. They should have come up with a policy and instituted a month ago. What I imagine is happening is like several schools are not cooperating. Oh, I can believe with, that's the with, case. Um, and, and it would be more than one or two. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I honestly think there's a lot of schools that are like, no, or we just really need to be one particular one what well i i don't i don't well yeah if alabama were against it sure but uh i imagine they are for it but who knows you know at a administrative level what's going on there um it's just really frustrating that the sec is has done this because then it just allows people to just keep going along not you know not taking care of things that need to be taken care of Uh, and that and I think those leaks about possible forfeitures was just straight like they they did those on purpose of course but it's like why don't don't you just set a policy like set a policy I I guess they're afraid of backlash or something I I don't really know what's going on there but it's really really dumb that there's no um that they haven't said what they're going to do. Well, the SEC like, last, if you remember last year, they were the last one. They, it took, it took the SEC a long time to come out and say they were playing games. Yeah. They, I mean, it was, it was after the PAC 12 had already said they weren't going to play. And the big 10 had already said they weren't going to play. Right. They kind of, the SEC waited and waited and waited and just to see what the cases and all that stuff looked like. And then they made their decision, and they were kind of rewarded for it, sure. for for waiting. But at the same time, like that was a different, that's a different situation. Like, yeah, there's no the time to make a decision has already already happened. Yeah, and it's it's really frustrating that that all of this has gone this late, um, and. I'm interested to see what that press conference is going to be like tomorrow. The Zoom uh, press conference to see what what goes on there. Because he uh, hasn't spoken. He being Harson hasn't spoken in the media in days. Right? It's been a while. Uh, I was his last press conference after the um, scrimmage. He wasn't at the scrimmage. Not that. Not this past oh, was the, the first person. Um. So that would have been. Uh, over a week ago at this point, because it was a Saturday. Mm. This last scrimmage was Friday, right? 
this Friday, and he was not there for that. Because Friday right, was that that was the day, or was it the day before? Was it last Thursday that we all found out that he I think had it COVID? Was Friday. Oh, no. uh, okay, it's the most ridiculous thing, <laughs> and also like the there's the, the the very real conspiracy theory that he doesn't have COVID, but he faked a positive test to avoid <laughs> being tested further. Um, how would you go about faking a positive test? All you have to do is call in. Hey, man. Well, no, positive. nobody knows if you have to still be tested anyway. That's um, true. We don't know if they do have to still be tested. We know they don't have to be tested. If the whole I, I mean, I, I think it's threshold. entirely. I mean, you know, it's always entirely possible that it was a false positive, and because uh, PCR tests aren't uh, necessarily no. uh, super accurate now, uh, so. Uh, there, you know, I mean, Saban tested, had that false positive last year, and then ended up the with Saban, it. The Saban thing is bizarre. He tested, he tested positive twice, but only had it. I mean, Ryan's had it twice now. We think. Yeah. Well, but, Saban's was within by a month of each other. Like, well, his, right. wasn't his like? He was like late September, maybe, and then he actually tested positive in late October or mid October, something like that. Like it was. I'm going to make a reference that only – this is really only for Josh Dubb. But isn't there – wasn't the golfer John Rahm, didn't he tested like – hasn't he tested positive like five times or something like that? He's gotten <laughs> – he keeps getting it and then like – and now he's vaccinated and he's tested positive again. Somewhat recently, I think I read that. that like this is like his third or fourth time to test positive for this thing. He's, he's never that, had any symptoms. He's the one that tested positive uh, as the Saturday leader. Right. And had to – basically step out of the tournament. Oh, it's that guy. Okay. At that point he wasn't Standard. vaccinated, but now he is. Cause he had gotten vaccinated that day. I think like oh, he'd wow. gotten like his first well, shot. It was, at it that was right, tournament. right after that event. That next week is when he got vaccinated. Okay. Um, at the risk of beating a dead horse, do we want to move on to the schedule preview? Yeah. Again, everyone go out and get the stupid shot. Don't be dumb. All right. Next. <laughs> Akron. And if and if whatever I just said makes you go, I'm not listening to the show anymore. Fine. There are Nobody dozens others. Anyways, there are <laughs> yeah, dozens yeah. others who are listening to this. All right, schedule preview. I'll be honest. I don't really have a ton of thoughts on Akron or Alabama State, other than that we should blow them out. I think we're a 37 point favorite versus Akron. They're they're one of the worst teams in the FBS. So, uh, not terribly worried outside of who's actually going to be playing, and does Bo Nix look competent? Which he really should against Akron. So, well, I, I, I'm glad to uh, have these two games loaded up up front oh, to uh, yes. work out Absolutely. work out some of the kinks. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I would be uh, very fearful if we had anything, anybody else, uh, or anyone with a real pulse coming up um, to start off with. Uh, yeah, the Zips, that, uh, yeah. we got a we got a connection there. Former Auburn coach Terry Bowden was a semi-successful coach for the for the Akron Zips for a little while. Okay. And sure uh, semi-successful, but yeah, you know. isn't isn't former Auburn? No, it's, I'm thinking of Toledo, aren't I? Woody Barrett. Wasn't he the quarterback oh, yeah. at Toledo? I think, I think right. Woody's gone by now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Akron's one of like the bottom five teams in every you know advanced metric. Mm. Uh, Sweet. This this really should just be a glorified warm up. Um, I hope. Well, we need it. Hopefully, our offensive line is all on the same page. Yeah, if we, if we can't block against Akron, we may as well throw in the towel. So, well, don't say that, Ryan. <laughs> this is this is the same offensive line we've had for two years now. This will be the third year, basically. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, no. What I'm getting at is, I wouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> No, and that's the. This is the thing. Like this team needed needed a good off season with nothing going wrong and with everybody getting a chance to play with one another, and did not get that at all. <laughs> Didn't get and anything close to it. It doesn't seem like injuries are playing in any part of this. It seems like everybody's healthy, as far as I can tell. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just... Decisions. Yeah. Just decisions. Personal decisions people have to make. Whether or not they want to win games. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we don't really need to talk about too much about Akron. That should be... 2-0. and o. I think we all agree about that. 2-0 with Alabama State. Yeah. And then you roll into Happy Valley Week 3. Um, that's going to be a tough game. It seems like Penn State might just be the Big Ten version of Auburn. Uh, pretty good defense, really good running game. And the question is, what's going on at quarterback? Um, they've got Sean Clifford, who was there last year, and he's just is kind of a big athletic wild card, I think. So That's how, that's how they've been described to me uh, they, uh, by Penn State fans. They, they're like, we have the same problem you guys have. Is uh, our quarterback going to actually be any good or no? Uh, and they they described him as exactly like Bo Nix, more or less. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> again, it's just hard to know what's uh, what's going on right now. You know, uh, I told I told Ryan at the beginning. You missed this, but at the beginning of the show, I said this is the least excited about an Auburn football season I can remember being in my life. <laughs> like. Just from at almost every level, from the COVID thing being just an absolute beatdown at this point, to just what even is this team? Like, is this team, as it's currently constructed, any good? I'm I'm, I'm still I have some enthusiasm just because of that because I don't know because I I want to see what's going to happen. Like, I want to see what they look like how, if how, if anything that. Because they did have a spring, at least. Like, these guys did have a pretty uninterrupted spring. So, um, hopefully they got enough out of spring uh, that uh, whatever has been going on in this fall um, could build on that in some way. Uh, Yeah. I I think we're going to see Tang Bigsby have a massive year. I really do. Yeah. um, I just hope he gets to play every game. Me too. (laughs) Um, You know, and... (laughs) He was hurt last year as well, so you know he could be dodging. We don't. We have. We literally don't know uh, about other things. But you know, I'd, I'd just like to see a healthy tank all year long and see. I mean, that that in and of itself is sort of an equalizer on any other things that could be bad. 
um, mm. as long as we as long as we lean into it. Yeah, I think we're gonna see him kind of rack up the uh, the Heisman points early in the season too. I mean, between those three, back in Alabama State and then Georgia State uh, in week four, if he has a good Penn State game, because that's gonna be you know national possibly game of the week kind of thing. Uh, yeah. He could be an early Heisman contender. We don't really see running backs do that anymore. No. I, I would really I, uh, hope, though, that he doesn't get more than like 10 or 15 carries. Against I was going to say, if he Alabama gets more State than 20, if he gets 20 carries in one of those games, um, we got major problems. Yeah, <laughs> because he might have to carry 50 times against Penn State. We don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'd yeah. like to see us go a little slow and ramping up the, uh, the, the old carries for Tank. But um, we'll just get the highlights early. I, you know, I'm glad that we're playing Penn State right there instead of, you know, Alabama or Georgia or um, LSU, LSU or, or anybody like that. I, I, I even I, LSU, who in the past, who like last year was pretty trash. I, they feel like they, I, there's a lot of uh, optimism. They've always got a talent about them. And that's yeah. got to be what it is because yeah, they, nationally they, there's a lot of optimism about LSU that I just don't really get because they stunk last year. Yeah, and they had they still had talent. I know a bunch of their dudes had to sit out or opted out or whatever, but they still had talent everywhere. Like, it, it's, well, yeah. So, well, I mean, it's before we get to the LSU games, that is coming up on the schedule. Yeah. Um, just right. a couple last thoughts on Penn State. Um, they're an interesting team because if you remember last year, they went 0 5 to start the year. Uh, they lost to Indiana in that opener on that you know that questionable two point conversion, uh, but then I mean, they went and lost to uh, let's see, I mean a lot of bad teams. Um, and I'll say that they started with Indiana, Ohio State, Maryland, Nebraska, and Iowa, and lost all five of those games. Yeah, Jeez. only one of those teams is good. I mean, I guess Indiana was okay last year, but losing to Maryland and Nebraska is that that's pretty rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did rebound and finish five and five, so I don't. We just don't really know what they are. Um, you know, the advanced metrics like them. They're they're all around. You know, the top ten, top fifteen in the metrics, uh, which is a little bit higher than Auburn's ranked. But it, who knows? I mean, it's it is really just going to come down to which quarterback is playing better at this point. Um, it seems like it's about a. It's going to be a three or four point. Um, under it's going to be a. Auburn's going to be a four-point underdog in that game, more than likely. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's basically a coin flip. Yeah, I, I think the the only reason they'll be favored is the home deal. It's, right. Otherwise, it's pretty easy. But there is a chance. So they play Wisconsin week one, who's preseason top ten. I mean, if they go in and get embarrassed there, who knows at that point? Yeah, let's hope they do. <laughs> Any other thoughts or feelings on Penn State? Nah, whatever. Um, yeah, no. Nah, I think Auburn's really. I actually, it, well, it's up there on my like. This is a game that could make me really bummed out, or could make me be like, okay, this team could uh, could do some stuff. I think the defense but, is going to be really that. good, and it's going to turn into kind of a rock fight like that Auburn-Oregon game in the opener. Mm. 
Yeah, I yeah. Can it's see like that. it seems like these two teams should be doing a lot more in offense, just aren't. Um, thanks to some pretty good defensive play. So, uh, but yeah, I think Auburn wins this one tentatively. Yeah, I mean, you're more confident than I am about this game, but all things being equal, I, I think so too. I I think their whole atmosphere things is overrated, but anyway, go ahead. Let's let's move along before I make a bunch of Penn State fans mad. <laughs> all right, Georgia State week four. Uh, it's a Georgia State program that's kind of on the up and up. I mean, still middle. I almost made, Chief, I almost made Penn State fans a lot more mad because I almost <laughs> said. <laughs> Our coach might be an anti-vaxxer, but at least oh. he doesn't, you know, cover up. Okay. Moving on. As it is. Uh, let's talk about a team that uh, won their most recent matchup against Tennessee. That should make Chief happy. <laughs> oh, well, I guess. We didn't win our most recent matchup with Tennessee, yeah. so that doesn't really make me happy. Luckily, we're not doing a transfer property here. Um, and the Jeremy the- Prude era is over. We'll never. I'll never get a chance to see us beat him. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> was he two and zero versus Auburn, or just one and zero? Just well, one no, one and zero. But wait, wait, okay. was he already fired when we beat them last year? We did beat them last year. Oh, that's, that's true. Right. No, we're, oh, he's okay. one and one. So we're one and one. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not a game anybody wants to watch again. Yeah, yeah. Gus uh, is. No, Gus is 0 for against Coach O, but he was 1 and 1 against <laughs> Pruitt. Um, pretty yeah, sure I was there for that game, two. too. Say what? <laughs> Probably were. I said I'm pretty sure I was there for that game, too. <laughs> that was one of the ones I got to go to. So. Anyway. Uh, Georgia State. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way. Akron, Alabama State, Georgia State. With everything that's happened this offseason, a loss to any of those schools is probably a dismissal for the head football coach. Right? Like, yeah, which well, I would I never think we would have said to be year missing, one. I, yeah. you know, missing a bunch of dudes to lose <laughs> to those, those people. Except that right. Tennessee did lose Georgia State last year. A couple years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, I, well. I, I would think, Auburn should be like a 20-point favorite in this game. Again, not super worried. I mean, look, say what you Ryan's will. Ryan's uh, undefeated so far, which I like. Maybe. I like the fight. 4-0 going into Baton Rouge. I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel deep, somewhat confident about that. I'm not I'm not totally confident about Penn State because I, I mean, literally have not seen us take a snap. I'll have to. What was our last meaningful non-conference true road game? Kansas State. Uh, 2014 yeah. Kansas State. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I was there. It was fun. 2015 and on, we played. Oh, sorry. No. You say win or game? Game. Clemson 2017. Uh, I was there for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Um, I'm saying we're 4 0 through the non conference slate. Um, should at least be three and one. Just leave it at that. I'll give uh, us four now. Yeah. All right. Game five is where it picks up. Auburn goes to Baton Rouge. We already talked about LSU a little bit. They're always a talented team. They are going to be on their third string quarterback going into the season. So that's uh, going to be a rough, rough time there. 
Um, it's a team Auburn kind of beat up on last year. Um, if this were in Auburn, I would be fairly comfortable, but you know, sure. we haven't won the Baton Rouge since I was four years old. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that definitely makes it tougher, uh, especially this, this could be the CBS game. So it'll be like right in the middle of the day, which I actually think is somewhat worse there because it is hotter than a thousand hills in Baton Rouge uh, at that time of year. Um, you still get them as a night crowd at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unless it's an 11 a.m. game, you're getting a rowdy crowd at a, in Baton Rouge. If it's no an 11 a.m. game, that means uh, but, uh, see, LSU, yeah, yeah. LSU, UCLA, yeah, yeah, we're two, we're two and two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you know, it, it has, the, I don't know who they play, but, and obviously I think it has the potential to be that two thirty game. Um, the, the other games that week are Alabama, uh, Ole Miss, which could be, the that could be, that could be a top 25 matchup. Well. Um, let's see that Arkansas, Georgia and Kentucky, Florida. It's probably Auburn LSU game unless Ole Miss is. Yeah, you know, uh, they're not. I guess they're playing Louisville, so that could get them ranked. But uh, I don't know. Probably Auburn LSU. Uh, yeah, I would think. I would think so. Um, I, I'm know, not that an Auburn win in Baton Rouge until I see it. So right. Yeah. Um. I, you know what? We've had a chance a few times in the last few years, and um, the guy that kind of blew it there is gone so uh i i was hoping to go into this with a little more optimism but now i'm just kind of like well i i'll need to see us play first before i'll have any optimism that we can win there if auburn is 4-0 at this point you will not be able to convince me that auburn's not going to win this game yeah yeah if we're before the season i can't predict the win in that right i'll tell you this much if If we're 4-0 going into this the problem is the one guy that I thought, okay, he has enough weird luck on his side that he's going to do something crazy and pull one out against LSU. Never could do that against LSU. He only could do it against Alabama. Right. Well, the weird so he got LSU fired. like counteracted the weird. Right. It's just yeah. too weird. <laughs> too weird's made it wrong for Gus. The question is, is Harson going to play this thing so close to the vest and so conservative and so normal that we even stand a chance against the weirdness? I don't know. Well, yeah, I I think maybe that may be Ed O's uh, problem there. Is he's not, there's, there's not enough of that weirdness going on at LSU <laughs> uh, to, uh, uh, you know, there's so, he doesn't have that. Yeah, he doesn't have that same luck as uh, Les Miles had down there with the just uh, obviously being completely inept as a head coach and winning 10 games every year. Yeah, it's just really baffling. Um, he uh, turns out also a dirtbag. Oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> like, um, Les Miles was everyone's favorite coach. We haven't talked about that enough. Is that like, I hate I hate this was the guy. Guts, so I'm feeling all right. This about was it. the guy that was on every commercial as like, oh, he's so funny. He's such mm-hmm. a well, quirky guy, and turns out he's a really creepy weirdo. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm with Ryan. I can't, I can't say that we'll win at this point in time. If we're four and zero, we'll be five and zero. That's what I'll say. Push. So we'll call it a push. Um, in in the same comment we just made there, Chief. Uh, mm-hmm. Five and zero. I'm going to predict us a six and zero, hosting Georgia in week six. Um, this this is supposed to be the year for Georgia, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They've got arguably the best roster in the SEC. They think they have a quarterback in JT Daniels. Um, they uh, should we uh, today August 24th. They don't have a weakness. Should we? Um, but they could. Uh, because they have Kirby Smart. <laughs> Should we preface this or, or, or put some uh, qualify this by saying this is if we're not missing anyone during the the year? Like this, these predictions are based on. Let me, let me put it this way: if if Tank Bigsby is not playing at this point, uh, yeah. Auburn could lose every game in the schedule in the SEC. Sure, sure. Hmm. I mean, because there's there's not really any depth at running back with Tim and John Chivers. Yeah, we just got Chivers. And like right now, our third string running back might be a walk on, pretty good walk on, but a walk on nonetheless. Sweet. Um, so yeah, so, you, so you, lose, you lose specifically tank. All bets are off. Yeah, um, I think there's depth at most other positions. Uh, well, we, I, I think our big question mark really on offense is the wide receivers. Like we don't, we don't right. really know what's going on with but them. But the good thing uh, is, I think there's so many. There's so many different guys that if you lose one of them, I mean, well, we we also have like eight one tight guy ends. Yeah, <laughs> we, we also have like eight tight ends, and so maybe one or two of those guys could catch the ball too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to qualify. All of these predictions are based on uh, dudes not missing time for, for any reasons. I would almost be like, how much? How many losses kind of XG this chief mm-hmm. soccer term What's XL that's expected loss of COVID to Auburn. How many losses is COVID worth for Auburn <laughs> this year before you well, even look at the numbers before you look at the actual schedule? I, I, I would like to look back at last year and see how many dudes we missed at any time. Um, because of it, um, just, just because last year nobody was vaccinated, obviously. Um, right. I feel like and, all and, really struggle with guys missing games. Yeah. But last did. year, if you remember, last year it was like the students weren't even fully on campus. True. Like there were I mean, no there were no fans true. in the stands. The bars uh, it, were closed. I'm sure people were being way more careful. Um, uh, by I think you maybe misremembering that a little bit there. So uh, bars did not ever close. Yeah, in that's true. The bars never closed. <laughs> Forgot about that. No, they were closed for like two weeks. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not not sorry, not, not all of them. You're right. Not Certainly all. Of them not all. Closed. <laughs> uh, I think uh, my preferred bar closed because they had cases in the staff, so they just closed for a couple weeks. So, um, but uh, yeah. I, I'm actually not that worried about. I mean, there's always the chance that you know Tank could get it, 
what I want to know is what the protocols will be for guys that are vaccinated. Like if, if guys are vaccinated and they test positive, cause are they going to make them all test anyway? Like it would be really not to get back on this. It would just be really nice to have, you know, some clarification on how on processes, what's going on, how long guys have to sit out. Is it two weeks? Is it 10 days? Is it whatever it is? Um, is it different if you're vaccinated, if you're not, how many times you're being tested, all that. Um, I, cause you kind of have to know that to know, to even make a guess at like what the odds are of missing people, um, during the season. Um, maybe right now is the most, you know, your most potential for loss right now anyway. Um, because we are in a certain in a surge that may be dipping back or, or sloping back down the other way at this point. So, um, you know, I don't know, but let's say, I don't know. You want to put a number on it? We'll say, yeah. Well, again, like if one do gets it, does the whole position group have to sit out? Like what, what? What's the protocol? I don't. I don't know. Well, last year weren't they separating guys around just to kind of keep yeah. that from happening? Yeah. I wonder if they're still doing it. No, I doubt it. Highly doubt that. Yeah. I don't know. Just a reminder. I'm, I'm um, just gonna hope enough guys have had it. Enough guys. Full. Currently, the numbers start. as of July 24th. Um. Let's see. The numbers are less than 50 out of every 100,000 people who are vaccinated and test positive for COVID have to be hospitalized. Right. And if you are unvaccinated at the same time, that number is closer to 500 people out of every 100,000 who catch it have to be hospitalized. So it is 10 times safer for your life. This would be like going from wearing a seatbelt to not wearing a seatbelt. Actually, probably not that drastic, but close. Yeah, not that drastic. Walking to work versus driving to work. Walking to work is way safer, but also you can still get hit by. No, I, I would die driving or walking to work. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta leave now. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like wearing uh, wearing, wearing pads while skateboarding and not wearing pads right. while skateboarding, basically. Um. Your odds of falling are pretty high when you're skateboarding. If you're wearing pads, uh, your odds of getting hurt are way lower. You might still break an arm, uh, but you're not going to get skint up every time you fall. So, well, while we're making up odds, what are the odds we can beat Georgia? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I we should have beaten them last year and we got killed. So I, I don't I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I, I if Auburn has lost the Penn State and LSU games, no chance. Oh yeah, we're, we're losing five this and one. zero. We're five and zero. I think we're six and zero. Yeah, five and zero at home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what are <laughs> uh, that one might be a CBS game too? If it's uh, you guys have us going undefeated so far. Oh, don't worry, it'll it'll fall apart. I I don't think we're beating Georgia this year, guys. I don't think there's a chance. Wait, I, I mean, had us losing. I had us losing to LSU. So, oh, well, I had then, us losing to LSU. 
I have us losing to Georgia. If we lose to LSU, then we're about LSU. Georgia. So it's, this will probably not be the CBS game. We'll have Alabama at Texas A&M. Yeah, okay. Then this will be a night game. Jordan Hare, we're 5-0. We're, oh. we're winning this. 6-0, oh, baby. Come on. I have us at, I have us at maybe a 3-3 three and three team going into Arkansas. <laughs> With. All right. Well, let's talk about going to Arkansas. Um, we got rid of the hog hex largely because of Gus, right? Right. I feel like he uh, had enough hate in his heart for the Arkansas Razorback <laughs> program to just blow the doors off of him every year. Uh, are we in any danger of going back to hog hex uh, no. territory? No, no. Uh, no, because. Tubbs had a weird thing with Arkansas in general, and that he was also like kind of from there. Yeah, and like we'd go hunting up there, and was always rumored to be taking that job. Yeah, we've had several coaches that were always rumored to be taking the Arkansas job. <laughs> well, and his former offense coordinator. Uh, Which well, one? no, he never coached against him. Never mind. No, I, I'm, I'm worried more. I'm worried more like. That Harson won't, not really a hex, but more like if let's say we are undefeated. This is a the, huge letdown game after Georgia. Right? Yeah, that's this I is was a huge letdown game. Thinking that too. And yeah, after we beat Georgia, Georgia down, everybody yeah. goes out to Sky Bar and gets uh, COVID, <laughs> and <laughs> even even the ones that are vaxxed, like, do they still have to sit out? Right? <laughs> well, COVID is the least of their problems after that trip yeah. to Sky Bar. The problem is, I think if you. You go in and you beat Georgia, it's a huge letdown game going to Arkansas the next week. But if you go in and Georgia beats the brakes off of you, like it did last year, it's still hard to get up for Arkansas the next yeah, week. Yeah, right, right. Um, um, and if there's an 11 a.m. game, SEC nah. game on the schedule, it's probably this one. Nah, if we're, if we're uh, oh yeah, that sucks. I, I, I like 11 a.m. on the road better than I do at home, though. Like, I always have. Uh, I, I, think it, I think it favors the, the away team. Yeah, um, I am. That's it's, there's statistically probably not true at all, but that's just the way <laughs> I've always uh, felt. That's how this show uh, works. The uh, it, dude, if we're six and zero, oh, baby, it's, it's seven and zero. Oh. Seven and zero. Okay. Oh, we're and, like, and we're number five in the country. Going into Ole Miss. Ole Miss yeah. coming to Auburn. Yeah, you get the you get the bye week there, October twenty third, and then hosting Ole Miss Halloween weekend. Uh, that's uh, a loss. That's the classic that's matchup is Ole Miss on Halloween. <laughs> that's your first loss, Chief. You know what? No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna make myself a meme here. Eight no, baby. Eight no. I I got us losing to Georgia so bad that I'm not sure we recover. But I think <laughs> I do think we beat Ole Miss. I don't know why. Maybe because it's at home. Maybe because it's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of high hopes for this Ole Miss team, um, but it's the same as every time there's hype around Ole Miss. It's yeah, it does. Like a quarterback, they're going to score points. Who knows about the defense? Kiffin um, will gonna, put they're up gonna pop a up. They're going to beat yards. somebody. Yeah, yeah. It will help, like, he won't even beat Alabama. He'll they'll, he'll put up 45 right. points in Alabama. Yeah, Who's yeah. their quarterback these days? Is it Jeremy uh, Mazzoli uh, still? <laughs> Matt Corral, who we talked about last week. As, That's yeah. right. Uh, Leading to new Jeremiah Masoli. Jesus. <laughs> it's a throwback. 
It's always uh, the same thing, man. Jeremiah, it's always just, oh man, this guy, he's got it. I don't know what it is, but maybe he's maybe he's the best maybe he's the best quarterback in the division. No one's talking about him. I yeah, we're uh, what is that eight no now? Sure is. Yeah, I, I've got Auburn winning this game. Um, yeah, I, I think the theme right now is that Auburn's going to play really well in Jordan here, which tends to be the case. Uh, you want to go on to the A&M game, November sixth? Mm. Sure. Uh, it's uh, undefeated in College Station, Auburn, right? Yep, and, that, and we've never lost there. That's what undefeated means. Oh, I thought you meant. Well, no, I'm saying we're oh, going okay, undefeated okay. in undefeated College in Station. Season. Sorry, okay. I was confused. I got you. I got um, you. <laughs> this is the first one where I have to have to think about it. I don't think Texas A&M is going to be as good as everybody thinks they're going to be just because they finished the season on a hot streak last year. Uh, but lose their quarterback after eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, it's a tough little road game and you have, you do have to take into, uh, account that this is half this coaching staff's first, uh, foray into sec, uh, road stuff. Um, I know I had us winning in Baton Rouge, but that's because I also don't think that they're, you know, that good. They've got a third string quarterback starting. Um, Hmm. We're 8-0 at this point? Jeez. Um, Look, every good Auburn team loses a game except for the one with Cam Newton. This this team's got Bo Nix, baby. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Yeah. Look, if we're undefeated, I've got us undefeated. If we're undefeated, going to Texas a and it, it it all depends. Are are they also undefeated? Have they beaten Bama and now they're just they're like riding the highest of highs? Question is if they played Bama yet because they're not going to beat Alabama. Uh, well, they 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 played Bama. Yeah, the they, week. they played Bama on October ninth. Yeah. So you you say they haven't? They're not beating Bama. A and M no. Jimbo's not beating Alabama. No, they're going to have one loss though. Well, yeah, because their schedule. I mean, here's their schedule up until this game. Kansas State at Colorado, New Mexico, Arkansas, Arkansas in uh, Jerry World, by the way. Dude, dude, that's State. how that's how they ended up like doing what they did last year. Is they had a hard schedule at the they'll beginning be, and then nothing at the end. Like literally, like eight games of playing nobody. They'll be five and zero hosting <laughs> Alabama. They'll they'll lose that game by twenty one, and then they'll uh, <laughs> but it's a close twenty one. Remember, yeah, uh, and then they'll go to Missouri and host South Carolina. That is their first eight games. Mm, that's a, that's a, wow. So, they're going to be seven and one. Be seven, so and one. seven and one. Seven and one. Eight no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nine and no, baby. I, I, I think Auburn loses their their first game in College Station, or for the first time in College Station. Their uh, second game. I got I got Auburn with three sure. losses going into this game, and I think Auburn gets a win because I'm never going to pick a game to win. <laughs> So eight no, no nine and zero. Sorry, that makes us nine and zero, right? Yeah, yeah, that would make us nine and zero, and I got us at six and three, bowl eligible though. Hey, that's what counts, right? Uh, that's what counts. All right, so then Auburn hosts Mississippi State. 
surely, Crow, you got us winning this one, right? Ten and zero. Yes, Mississippi State's terrible. <laughs> so that's guys. That's that's seven and three. Uh, do we want to go any further into Mississippi State in the Mike Leach? Uh, no, nah, nah. Who who cares? Okay, I'm that would be that would be over in another year. So. <laughs> We've thankfully heard very little about Mike Leach in the midst of uh, this offseason. It's been odd. It's been rather odd. Not even any tweets or, uh, or any memes or anything. Uh, all right. I think he's probably, probably, spent, he's probably yeah. just now getting to Starkville. He's been in Key West all summer. <laughs> he might also have been told by an attorney, hey, you know what? Maybe sit these tweets <laughs> out. <laughs> Send them to me first. Yeah. Isn't he his own attorney? He probably is. He's probably one of those people who calls himself a sovereign citizen at court. <laughs> I mean, he is an attorney. He's an actual attorney. I know. He's, he's lawyer. <laughs> you think he passed the bar in Mississippi? Oh yeah. <laughs> you think he did it just like just to have it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might as well do it. Uh, all right. So, SoCon Saturday, uh, game number eleven. We're going to South Carolina for a revenge game. I still count this as yeah. on Saturday. I don't care who we're playing. 11 and 0. <laughs> Not afraid of Shane Beamer? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Auburn, you know, thought we were going to beat him last year. We should beat him this year. Let me put it this way. If Bo Nix drops back 60 times in this game, we don't beat him. <laughs> <laughs> we beat him. <laughs> right. Was the tank was was he hurt that game? Is that what what happened? I there? believe he either got hurt in this game or just before it. It was early. It was, that was our third game, second game last year. Yeah, this was middle of the, middle of the schedule. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, because I was th- I was thinking that was the game that KJ Britt like played got, every down and got hurt in the Kentucky game, didn't he? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I'll, I'll pencil in another uh, win for Auburn there. And so I think I have us 8-3 and three at this point. 11-0. Roll, rolling on into to I, November. Bro has us 8-3 uh, and three as well. Is that right? I have us 8-3. and three. I have <laughs> us losing to Georgia by 100 points. Georgia, and then, LSU, and A&M. Is that right? Georgia, no, I have Georgia, LSU, and uh, who else did I have? Was Penn State. Uh, so you think they like me a little bit of a winning streak coming into the Iron Bowl here? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so over this, but he has to upload the podcast, so he has to stay. Uh, all right, Iron Bowl. Um, I, I don't know. If, if this is the year that Alabama doesn't win the SEC and Georgia does, I don't think it hinges Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> those, are, those are not our only options here. Auburn's 11-0. and 0. <laughs> That's true. In Chiefs America, Auburn is 11-0. And <laughs> Bama is clearly also 11-0, and 0, right? That... Yeah, this is, a, this is a battle of undefeated yeah, teams. Dan Holland finally got to Alabama? No. No. God, no. Then Alabama was 11 um, no man alive. They gotta <laughs> lose a game, guys. Well, you're losing to Miami. They're losing to Miami. Oh, okay. Losing uh, to Miami, week one. <laughs> okay. 
uh, yeah, I mean, they're replacing pretty much everybody, but at this point, they'll have had a full season <laughs> ready, so who cares? Um, weird things happen in Jordan here. I guess Auburn is on a winning streak against Alabama uh, on the Plains. Two in a row, yeah, three out of four. But I, I think most of that mojo left with the guy who took all the other bad mojo with him as well. So, um, it's tough. Um, I mean, in all seriousness, I don't have think a no Well, like, I mean, I think you can. Like, I, I we have a coach. Well, I mean, he's played in big-ish games, I guess, or, or coached in big-ish games. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think Auburn wins this game either. But like, like even undefeated, it's it's hard to see. I, you know, if we're eleven and zero and we've been playing like this crazy great uh, football that we're like putting up oh, Nick, tons of points on, like if, if we're yeah yeah if we're if we're winning these games like you know we scored forty points in more games than we haven't then I sure we'll win this, but in my mind <laughs> these games. I'm not seeing as that's not how I'm seeing us win these games. Yeah, I think uh, Auburn is grinding out a lot of this with the defense. Um, yeah, and I don't, way, I don't think we've talked about it. I think this legitimately could be a top ten defense this year. There, there's no universe in which that works against this Alabama team. Though. Oh no, not at all. I just don't think so. So uh, unless this team is way different than I expect them to be, I it's it's hard to it's hard to predict a win against Alabama. Just it just well, is even at the level. Alabama is what happens. Oh, what happens if Bryce Young isn't the answer? There's another five-star quarterback ready to play. Right, right, right. Um, y- you know, it. I just, I, I, I would not at this point, and it is defeatist as it sounds, predict a win against this Alabama team. Um, it, it's just not. It just doesn't seem feasible at this point. Like I said, I could always change my mind if we're winning a bunch of games, but if we're scoring crazy amounts of points on people, if this offense looks like it's just some something that n- nobody expected, sure. Um, All right. hear, hear me out then, Chief. Uh, so you've got 11-1 and one Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say it's an undefeated Alabama runs the table. Sure. Georgia has losses to Alabama in the SEC championship game, potentially Clemson in the opener. And Auburn. And Auburn. So they're they're out. Has Auburn yeah. made the playoff at eleven and one? Yes. <laughs> All right. Depends. It depends it depends on well, it it depends on you know, if there's like three other undefeated teams or whatever. I you know, who knows? I have us losing to Alabama. Which puts us at eight and four. However, I'm going to call a COVID loss somewhere else on the schedule so that we are seven and five. I don't know who it's going to be, but somewhere else on the schedule we trip up due to. All right, so wait, all right, let me clear. Are you saying a forfeit or are you saying, oh, we had no. this thing and just played like garbage? Yeah, I'm saying more. I don't. I'm not, I think that. I think that too many things would have to happen for a forfeit to take place. Yeah, I, I don't think a forfeit's possible. Um, I, I just think that you'll fudge numbers or whatever. Like they'd play a game on Monday if they had to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm more, it's like, well, we didn't have a, run, a running back in this game. Or like, we had to start two walk-ons at guard. Because like the, the, with the forfeit, I think you could work something out with the other team. Uh, and I think there's only maybe a couple teams here that would not uh, want to work that out with you. But yeah. they're also going to want to work it out with you because that means that's one less win on their schedule didn't, for them. Didn't Mississippi State play a game last year almost like – were they under the 53? I think they were exactly at it. Okay. Oh, why did I, see, I think they were like at 46 and they played or something crazy like that. Well, see, and also with that, like, I think you just have walk-ons and you just count them. Like, I, I think right. that's – that's how you stay above any kind of threshold. Billy Cardinal like starts offensive tackle. <laughs> That's what I think. I think we lose a game because of that, because we end up with a walk-on as our primary receiver. Or yeah, you know, I I mean I really think that, I honestly think it sounds like maybe all of our offensive line have had it, so I think we may be safe there. <laughs> um, it sounds like they're it, getting it over and over again. This is what the practice reports sound like. It's uh. It's really do our does your quarterback get it and you have to throw another guy in there and he's not as good or you've already put a different guy in and he, he gets it and you scenario, have to throw the other guy in. To throw here. What if uh, COVID causes Demetrius Davis to be your starting quarterback? <laughs> I mean, it could I, it could very well. Does happen. that turn the season around for you? It makes me excited to watch him play. I don't know if he's if he actually counts for a win against at A and M or at LSU. Well, the fans never lost a game in the state of Texas, right? Well, he lost he <laughs> lost his last game. Yeah, he lost his last game there. He's on a losing streak. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I it's entirely possible we lose one key player to COVID. I mean, we 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 actually have no clue about any. Which players are vaccinated and which aren't? So I, it's no, hard to know. And as and I, as yeah. frustrating as it is with all of the COVID stuff going around the program right now, my stance is there's plenty of other stuff to be frustrated about in your day to day life. Yeah. And until it's to the point of them not playing football games, don't don't worry about it. That that's that's where it's, I'm. It's not worth right? getting that mad online about. Is it dumb? Is it embarrassing? Yes. Um, but I don't know. That, yeah. that, that's where I am, too. Like, it, I mean, it's it's out of our hands, out of our control. It's not like we can do it. Go enjoy the all soccer team if it's that big a deal, too. Yeah, there you go. 100% vaccinated. They're ranked. Playing awesome soccer. Talked about them already. They are playing awesome soccer. That's They're not just scoring goals. They're scoring, like, amazing goals. Bangers. Yeah. Yeah. When's the next match, Ryan? Uh, we uh, have talked about this already. Thursday at Troy on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Oh, that's Thursday that's where I watched Everton win today. Is on ESPN Plus. Oh, I thought you Auburn goes Troy. Yeah, at Troy. <laughs> Auburn goes to Troy and then to Mobile to play South Alabama. Oh. On Sunday. So Two hot spots. A, Good thing they're all fixed. A little bit of a road trip. Yeah, exactly. Goes to Birmingham and then or Detroit to Mobile. It's like the worst place in the country, basically. 
Yeah, yeah Mobile's like, having Mobile County, trouble. Baldwin County, whatever county Troy's know, in. It's like all red. I know a guy who's I know a guy whose daughter got RS got RSV really bad, and they Oof. he's in Plano here, and they didn't have any place to put her, mm. and they were going to send her to Denver. What the to the what to the hospital there because it was the closest hospital with a ICU bed for children's hospital. Well, you, you know, a lot of the problems that some of the hospitals are having is they're understaffed and it's not that they don't mm-hmm. have beds. They don't have people to work. So they have like wings yeah. of the hospital shut down because they don't have anybody working. It's crazy. And some of that in this state, at least, is because the hospitals are mandating vaccines <laughs> and their staff aren't getting vaccinated <laughs> right. and they're not coming to work. Yeah. Uh, you should, uh, their staff being nurses and, and not the doctors. Right. Exactly. The non-doctors. Well, and before we rant for another thirty minutes on COVID, we want to end it here. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, I like your your optimism there. I mean, clearly, I have some optimism too. Uh, I just, I, I, it's, it's something I can't worry about until it happens because I can't do anything about it. Um, right. And and uh, really, my optimism is crazy because. Literally, no one has seen this team play. Like the our the the uh, beat writers have seen us play for you know what thirty minute windows every day practicing. So it's it's and part of me you have to remember to temper any of those practice reports with the fact that this is the same not not the same people specifically, but the same group. By that I mean beat writers and people who have pay sites that hyped up. Greg Smith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is the, like they will if there's a name that they know fans want to read about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will Sorry. be an article every yeah. single day about that guy, whether he's any good or not. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we've got ten, we got ten freaking days, and we get to see what they're going to do. I'm sure they won't look great against Akron. Um, I mean, I, that's kind of what I was expecting anyway. It's more, field and, it's more, uh, good enough for me. It's more, of, it's more of what we call a friendly in uh, – oh, Daffy – or Donald – yeah, Daffy Duck. Uh, it's more I of what we the call – reaction Daffy Duck showed up all over yeah. the screen. It's, it's more of what they call a friendly in uh, European soccer, this Akron, and the, the Arizona State game. So, um, I will I'll, say this, though. Is there a score against Akron that you would be, like, viscerally mad about a win. That's still a win. Uh, if Auburn, no. If Auburn doesn't uh, score that was the, points, I'll be upset. That's the classic Gus Malzahn win that everyone's mad about. Yeah. yeah. No, no, there's there's not a score of that one, uh, I don't think. Now, if we don't show Anything any improvement and only score like three touchdowns against Arizona, uh, Alabama State, then I will start to be very angry and worried. You guys if we win against Alabama State. If we beat Akron twenty-four to fourteen, I'm furious. I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be all right. I mean, we're a thirty-seven point favorite. Right. Yeah. Well, good teams right. win. Great you teams cover. You can't get half but, of that. But, That's a problem. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the degenerates have not seen us play either, or Akron. So <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm all always right. I always try to wonder where those point point spreads come on first games of the season between two teams that have never really played so so next week we're going to jump into the depth chart we're going to try and bring nerd on for depth chart depth charge number four and it'll be game week 
I don't know how much we're going to actually preview Akron themselves. Um, we're going to get deep into it. <laughs> into what? We'll find out. Into Akron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Deep, deep into the zips. We're gonna, you're going to know who the leading receiver for Akron is by the end of the podcast next week. There we go. You're going to know three names of players to look for that Ryan's going to supply. Guys that maybe the broadcast is not mentioning. Well, we say, should oh, uh, better, better watch old so-and-so. I'm sure there's at least two guys on the Akron roster that were recruited by SEC schools. At some point. I'm hoping there's there is the classic receiver who's not very tall that for some reason catches 15 receptions against Auburn that makes oh, yeah. the fans go insane. Wonderful. That happens all the time. First, That's the first game of the year trope. There's I'll a guy be upset. Who's like you know what? Nine. He's got 14 receptions for 146 yards. I'll throw it out there. If if Akron scores more than 17 points on Auburn, I'll be pretty worried. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me let me put it this way. I'm looking at their points per game and opponent points per game in the MAC last year. So they they mm-hmm. played six games all against the MAC. Uh, they scored 17 per game and gave up 41. <laughs> That's the goal. 41 to 17. I, I'll be happy. Cool. We have to at least okay. outdo Buffalo. We have to be better than the Mac. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you all next week to talk about the Mac. Mm. It's the return of the Mac next week. Oh, have a worry yes. weekend. <laughs>